This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, we are back. Hour number two is upon us. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Charlie sent me an article earlier that I haven't talked on in quite some time. I don't know. I just had really been paying a lot of attention. I just It's one of those subjects that's out there, and you sort of forget about it at times, and that's... And again, a lot of folks don't really pay any attention to this and don't care. They should, though. And that is John Deere and its stranglehold that it's had upon farmers now for a long time. And if any of you know any farmers or you are a farmer, you know exactly what I'm talking about. John Deere, for those of you who maybe don't know, is the largest implement manufacturer in the world. They make some fine machines. A lot of farmers love them. I know some farmers hate them as well, but they make some fine machines. And it's what really, for lack of better terms, feeds the world. Not just their equipment, but others. But you you get where I'm going with this. But for the longest time, some of you may or may not know this, but for the longest time, farmers were not able technically to fix their own equipment so you bought a new john deere tractor and a light comes on whether it's under warranty or not doesn't make any difference by the way what i'm going to talk about is in general it has no makes no difference whether the vehicle or the item combine tractor whatever was still under warranty or not so let's say you've got a combine and it's out of warranty and a light comes on could be anything and for those of you that maybe haven't followed this, you probably, it's, it's actually fascinating. Go, go look up some videos on some of the technology that's inside of a new tractor combine and so on. Most of them are completely automated in that they, you set them map-wise on what they're supposed to do, and it does that for you. It is that precise. And the reason they do a lot of these things is... It, and a lot, this is where it bugs me when we hear a lot of folks, I'll even interview some folks at different times, talk about how, you know, modern farming practices just aren't what they used to be, and we're not eating the same way we once did, and blah, 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 blah. Now, there's some truth to that, but I also know that these farmers are caring for the land in a way today that has never been cared for. The reason why these, these pieces of equipment have become so precise is they're worried about soil compaction, 
They want to drive over the land the least amount possible to avoid soil compaction and damaging the soil, and on and on we go. So you farmers know exactly what I'm talking about. You can defend yourself. I don't need to. Bottom line, for years now, if you were a farmer with a newer piece of equipment, John Deere, and something happened, light came on, you had some sort of a technical malfunction, not a bearing go out, but an actual light comes on, on the dashboard, on the control unit of the combine, the tractor, whatever it happens to be, you were not allowed to fix it by John Deere. You're essentially locked out of the unit. Now, there were some hackers, Russians, by the way, that enabled some farmers to be able to get into the backside of their unit and do some repairs and so on. But it was becoming very, very frustrating for the farming community to not be able to fix their own fix their own tractor, even after it's out of warranty. Frankly, it's a bunch of nonsense, if you ask me. And John Deere is, in my opinion, completely in the wrong. It would be like you driving your new Toyota pickup, and all of a sudden, it, you know, it's out of warranty, but a light comes on. And the only place you have to go back to is the dealer because no one else is allowed. Not that they're not capable, but they're not allowed to work on the vehicle because Toyota says so. Now, the automotive industry, unlike the ag industry, who, by the way, you guys should have caught on to what we were doing years ago. The auto industry fixed this in the Right to Repair Act some 20 years ago or so. Whereby legislation was passed and it forced the automakers to open up the computer systems and so on that run these cars to where the aftermarket, your local repair shop, you yourself even, with the right tools, could fix the car. The ag industry didn't do that until recently. Charlie sent me an article today that was in the BBC of all places. This should be on mainstream news media here in the United States of America, by the way, because this affects your food supply. U.S. farmers... When right to repair John Deere equipment. That's big, folks. This, in my opinion, I know some of you are going to laugh at this. This, in my opinion, is bigger news than who's the Speaker of the House. Speaker of the House, they come and go, depending upon who's in power as far as the U.S. House of Representatives, who controls the House. Typically, that's how it works. This, on the other hand, has implications far outweighing, in my opinion, the Speaker of the House. Why? Because if we allow farmers, especially with equipment that may just be out of warranty, that they can now go in the field and fix themselves, or let's say it's under warranty, but they can get in and figure out what's going on, and maybe it's something as simple as a minor sensor that they don't even care if they have to buy themselves to keep the production of the farm going. They're willing to do so and not wait however many days for the John Deere guy to show up. This, in my opinion, again, has huge positive implications for all of us listening, and it's not making the news. Why? Because the regular news media has no idea what I just said. They don't have any idea. Frankly, most of them haven't been inside a cab of a combine or a tractor in their entire life, and they have no idea what a farmer does. No clue. Now, I will give John Deere credit where credit's due. I also watched a video that one of you sent me this past week. I think it was Friday or Saturday I watched it. 
whereby the ag dealers or the ag manufacturers are being pushed by government to come up with EV tractors, combines, and the like. Now, you'll see some do some things, and I think some of it is more just to pacify the powers that be than anything else. I don't think there's any real legitimacy to some of it, just my own opinion. I saw a presentation by John Deere just recently where one of their corporate executives said, listen, for us to take a combine and make it EV, knowing that that machine will run 24 hours a day, so many days per week during harvest, the amount of weight that that combine would now have to carry in batteries just to make it through one 24-hour cycle would far outweigh, and, and then the soil compaction thing I talked about earlier, it just becomes, it, it, it's, it's just, it's, un, it's, un, it's unfeasible. It's just not going to happen, folks. I will give John Deere enough credit there to have pushback to say, no, that's not going to happen. What John Deere did say, which I'd like to get some farmers' opinions on this, and I will talk to some and see, is what John Deere wants to do is teach farmers how to take certain sections of their land whereby they can grow their own biofuel and feed their own farm off of biofuel without having to go anywhere for diesel or things of that nature to power their farm. Which, by the way, I... I, if I was a farmer, I wouldn't be against that if it's done correctly and you can afford to do so. I would think in most cases that would be something worth looking at. But this was a, a ruling today that is, or news on a ruling today that I think is huge. And the other thing that's huge on this, by the way, is there's other companies out there that lock the consumer out of fixing things themselves as well. This ruling opens the door for other things of this nature to now be fixed by others besides the manufacturer. So again, this is huge positive news for all of you, whether you realize it or not. And again, you're not seeing this on mainstream media. Charlie found this today, sent it to me. I didn't even see it. Came from BBC News. Now, came from BBC because, as you know, John Deere is a German company that's where they started and on and on we go but you 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 get probably the drift there as to why that's done but bottom line this will help all of you in many different ways not just on the food supply side but in many other ways as well because once something like this happens again it opens up the door in a lot of other industries as well for example Let me throw one more at you. I learned this the other day, which I did not know. If you own a Samsung appliance of any kind, you are not, quote-unquote, allowed to have anyone other than a Samsung qualified trained technician fix your Samsung appliance. In fact, I believe the way Samsung has it even done is even if there's somebody that knows how to fix that appliance, unless they're an authorized Samsung dealer, they can't buy the parts to fix your appliance in the first place. Because they are they are another one that have things really, really locked down. So, again, this is a good ruling or a, or a good news story, if you would, on a ruling 
that really, at the end of the day, will help all of you. High Five Plumbing is next, folks. At High Five, they want to help you with all of your plumbing needs, including some great upgrades to what you have going on in your home as well. Don't forget the number, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbers are not your average plumbers. The culture of teamwork, support, and positivity means that every call ends in a high five. High Five Plumbing wants your applications because they are currently hiring plumbing technicians, plumbing apprentices, plumbing installers, warehouse and delivery positions, customer service representatives, dispatch, and marketing roles. High Five wants their employees to feel valued, and they offer competitive benefits to prove it. Team members enjoy benefits including full medical, vision, and dental packages, 401k options, unlimited time off with approval, maternity or paternity leave, paid time off, competitive pay, and bonuses. Work with a growing company, make an impact on your local community, and help people when they need it most. Visit HiFiPlumbing.com slash careers to apply or fill out a contact form at klzradio.com slash plumbing to learn more about current opportunities. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends in a high five. Speaking of auto repair and the ability for the aftermarket to fix your vehicle, yes, Extreme is one of those places. They have all of the tooling. In fact, they've got tooling that a lot of OEM dealers, the factory dealers, don't have, including the tools that they have. So go to Extreme. Anything your vehicle needs, they can take care of you. 303-841-1071. You have a warranty on your vehicle's battery, but when you go to replace it, they still expect you to pay a prorated replacement fee. That's not a warranty. Extreme Auto carries batteries backed by a five-year guarantee and with no proration on their battery warranty. Should the battery that you purchased with them fail within that five-year window, Extreme replaces it, no questions asked. The staff at Extreme Auto has these batteries in their own cars because their prorated free five-year guarantee is the best deal around. In most cases, Extreme Auto can do same-day service and for your convenience, Extreme Auto offers loaner vehicles and towing services free of charge for their customers so they can quickly get you back on the road. Replace your car battery and get the assurance you need with a battery that you can trust will last. Give Extreme Auto Repair a call now to set up a battery replacement on your vehicle today. That number, 303-841-1071. 303-841-1071. Or write them a message at klzradio.com extreme. All right, folks, you may just want to make some changes around the house. It may not have nothing to do with your energy bills and what you like. It may just be, I want to change some things in my home. I've been waiting and waiting, and I want to do it now. Maybe something to do with windows and doors or just a remodel that involves that. Talk to Dave Bancroft at Veteran Windows and Doors today, 303-529-0720. Veteran Windows and Doors holds the standard that their products will be as efficient 30 years from now as they are brand new. They do this by offering products that exceed code, are engineered to last a lifetime, and are backed by a warranty which reflects that. The owner, Dave Bancroft, will tell you windows and doors can look the same or even identical yet have completely different energy codes. That's why when you work with Veteran Windows and Doors, they explain what the NFRC label and Energy Star ratings actually mean. They can prove that what you're buying meets the energy code requirements for where you live, saving you more money on your heating, lighting, and cooling bills. Make an investment you can trust with their lifetime warranty on your purchase and a five-year installation guarantee. See what Dave and his team can save you with energy-efficient windows and doors by calling Veteran Windows and Doors right now at 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com windows. Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. 
All right. I do want to add to what I was talking about a moment ago with John Deere and what Charlie sent me in regards to uh, them now having to allow farmers and others to repair their units. We had the same issue going on in the automotive world a long time ago. And again, had the ag industry followed the automotive industry, they probably wouldn't be dealing with this today. It would have already been handled years ago. Regardless, the kickback, because I was involved with some of the stuff back in the day when those things were going on, not directly, but had some involvement on an indirect basis and was hearing through really some direct sources as to what was happening when, and for those of you that don't know, in the automotive world, you hear me talk about it a lot on drive radio. There's the old OBD one, so onboard diagnostics one. That was the old system we had. And then in about 1995 by 96, it was fully enforced. We had OBD two, so onboard diagnostics second generation. What second generation did was unified a lot of things that prior to that weren't unified. What I mean by unified is what one particular code meant was the same for all vehicles. So if you pulled up a P0, whatever, 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 in the old Generation 1, it meant different things to different manufacturers. When Generation 2 came along, it was unified. Now, that also brought about the Motor Vehicle Repair Act, uh, you know, back in the day to where, you know, manufacturers had to allow, uh, you know, a certain amount of things to go out into the aftermarket and even information on how to fix cars and so on. And the pushback from the automakers has always been, we thought of it, we invented it, it's ours, nobody else should have access to it. Now, I know the manufacturers well enough to know that, well, some of that is probably true, although most of it isn't. And here's why. They steal stuff from each other all the time. No, they didn't invent anything. I don't think the automakers have really invented anything in a long, long time. They steal it. You don't believe me? Go watch the movie about the delay wipe. Or go watch the movie about Tucker. They were doing things like this clear back in the 50s and 60s. As you can tell, I have no love affair for the manufacturers themselves. Why? Because they can be a bunch of thieves when they want to be. And they lie a lot. Just like we talked in the last hour where Bob from Thornton mentioned that Ford was celebrating its 647,000 you know, made F-150s last week for, for the year 2022. Keep in mind, they normally sell about 980,000 a year. Tell me how 647,000 is a success. Ford, GM, all of them, they're lying so they can keep their stock prices up. So they can continue to have faith. People can have faith in them and the stock so everything doesn't tank. That's what the automakers are doing right now. Sorry, that's my own opinion. I wouldn't have stock in an auto company right now if you gave me the money to buy it. Because I don't believe in what they're doing because they are lying to the general populace right now big time. Anyways, side note. We always heard from the reputation, our quality. The vehicle that we've invested so highly into that if somebody else gets in there and screws something up, it won't ever be the same. Well, we have proven in the automotive aftermarket that nothing was farther from the truth. In fact, truth be told, there's a lot of aftermarket components that a company will look at the original design from the manufacturer and say, oh, we can make that better. We can make that have a lot longer life than what it does right now. Now, I will also say there's a lot of 
cheap imitation parts that come from overseas that won't last as long as the original. That's why on Drive Radio, we talk a lot about the quality of the part. But there are a lot of situations where the aftermarket has come along and said, wait a minute, we can do that way better than what the factory did, and here's how we're going to do it. So as much as we need the factories, the manufacturers, I should even rephrase that because I say this on Drive Radio all the time, they're no longer manufacturers, they're assemblers. The only thing a new car company manufactures is the shell of the body, sometimes the engine, sometimes the transmission. Not in all cases. Engine, for the most part, and it's put together by a lot of parts that they've you know, farmed out to build the engine. But when it comes to manufacturing, they're, they're an assembler. They're really not a manufacturer. They have an, they have an assembly line. The parts show up. Just in time delivery, they call it, and they build the car accordingly. So I have no you know, love affair with the manufacturers. They had huge, huge pushback, just like John Deere has had when it comes to the ag industry and people fixing their own implements and their own tractors, their own, their own combines and such. It's, it's wrong thinking. It's just a way for the manufacturer to control what they have going on in a way, protect their dealer network. Which, after looking at what's happened since COVID with dealers, I don't think the manufacturers even care about the dealers. All the manufacturer cares about is one thing, stock price. If you're a dealer listening to me and you think Ford or GM or Toyota cares about you, think again. They don't. All they care about is their stock price and how many units they can push out the door every single month, every single year, every single decade. Don't believe me? I'm sorry. Prove me wrong. That's all they care about. Trust me when I say that. So, anyway, that was a big win. Yes, there was a lot of pushback on the automotive side. We worked on that and got that handled and have continued to work on that for I don't know how many decades now, a couple. It's paid off very well for the automotive world. And by the way, ultimately, you know who it pays off for? You as the customer. You have choices as to where you can go get your vehicle fixed, whether it be under warranty or not. You have choices. You can go wherever you want to go. The farmers with John Deere equipment didn't have that choice. They do now. That's a good thing. Denver IT Security is next. And if you've got a business with a network and you've got people working on the network, in the network, out of the network, tapping back into the network, you need Denver IT Security to make sure that you're up to speed on all things security. 720-593-6688. Remote employees can pose a big risk to the cybersecurity of your business. Smart light bulbs, smart TVs, smart thermostats, and any kind of smart-enabled device in your employees' homes can let the bad guys in and put your business in danger. Once a hacker breaches your employees' home network, they can easily jump into another network, the one in your office. Denver IT Security protects your business from the hackers and viruses that easily get around standard home networks. With their help, Your business systems can be monitored around the clock, so you know your operations are secure. Even when your employees are working from home, coffee shops, hotels, or airports. Avoid the unnecessary risk with the certainty of cyber protection from Denver IT Security. Find out how you can secure your business now by calling 720-593-6688. That's 720-593-6688. Or go to klzradio.com slash security. 
All right, Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith. Again, if you have not sat down and talked to a financial advisor, especially your current one, you need a new one. Talk to Al Smith today, 303-744-1128. Your kids need to start planning for retirement. Golden Eagle Financial and Al Smith can help them get started on their retirement plans now. A small amount of time and money today can make a huge difference for their financial future. Beginning at 20 versus 40 is not a linear difference. It's exponential. With compound interest, that investment will grow exponentially so your children can accumulate more money for a successful retirement. Introducing your children to retirement planning early allows you to set them up for a financially successful future and enables them to handle a financial emergency without relying on your help. Getting them started with a solid retirement plan through Golden Eagle Financial today will not only save both of you money, but can also create wealth for them down the road. Call Al Smith at Golden Eagle Financial now. 303-744-1128. 303-744-1128. Or visit klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors and SEC Registered Advisor. All right, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Kurt will join us here at 5 o'clock for our Monday Mortgage Minute, as he always does. In the meantime, anything you need from Kurt, give him a call. 720-895-0500. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, $511 the second, 262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed. 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. We're back. Rush to Reason, Endeavors Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. My son Richard should be joining us here momentarily. Charlie wanted to make sure that I also said when it came to a lot of the things, appliances and so on, and and where some of this right to repair has come in, uh, you know, yes, am I, do I like Apple products? Yes. Am I a fanboy? No, they've got problems just like any other company has. Are they any better than any other company? Eh, depends. Still run by a bunch of liberals. That one I will give you all day long. I do believe back in the day Steve Jobs was probably one of the biggest innovators of his time. Richard and I, if he, if he comes on with me here in a moment, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Today is the anniversary of the iPhone and some of the things that it has done. And even for those of you that are against Apple and are not iPhone users, um, trust me, you still have to thank Steve Jobs for what you have in an Android. Because without Steve Jobs, you probably wouldn't have that either. You may have a form of it, but trust me, it would not be what you have on the Android side had it not been for Steve Jobs. And Charlie, who is an avid Android user on the other side of the glass, is nodding his head in agreement because it takes guys like a Steve Jobs and the innovation behind that mind, you know, just just the, the mastermind himself. And by the way, he was an SOB. His family hated him. 
Most of the people that worked around him respected him, but didn't necessarily like him. He was a hard guy to work for. He was not only eccentric, but just had a mind. And, and that, by the way, goes with those types of people with those types of minds at times. They're very, very hard on the people around them, and he was. Now, to his credit, he did a lot of things, technologically speaking, even movie-wise, and Charlie can even attest to this, movie-wise, that probably you wouldn't have seen today without somebody like him in his mind. I will also say early on, Apple had the same problem John Deere had. You buy our product, you want it fixed, you bring it back. We're not letting anybody else work on it. Well, to Apple's credit, I think they soon learned that, yeah, that's probably not the best way to do things either. In fact, there's money to be made in making and selling parts for what we sell to folks in the aftermarket so that they can actually service the products that we have out in the marketplace. And at the end of the day, if the consumer is happy and they want to buy more of our product, why not? I will tell you, some manufacturers really, really struggle with what I just said. They get so close-minded that I think at the end of the day, they forget the most important part of the equation, the customer, the customer. They think, oh, that's my vehicle. Oh, that's my combine. Oh, that's my phone. Oh, that's my washing machine. That's my refrigerator. No, it's not. You made it, you sold it, and it now belongs to your customer. Your customer. And if you want to keep that customer coming back, keep them happy. Even if that means allowing others to make spare parts to fix what you made in the first place. Get over yourself. Now, most of you listening are not manufacturers. I get that. Although, sometimes these... Recordings and shows make it into funny hands. So if you're one of those people now listening, get over yourself. And realize that while your product is very, very important and special to you, it may not be to everybody else. And ultimately, it's the customer that's deciding at the end of the day what they want to do with their product. And I know manufacturers hate. They hate when you mess with their quote-unquote design. They hate it. To the point where, for example, Ferrari. They have a situation where, and my son can't call till about uh, 4.45, Richard, so, or Charlie, Richard can't call till about 4.45. Richard, if you're listening, that's fine. He, he got some things at work that came up. That's fine. I've got plenty to talk about. There is a car company that most of you probably know of, but don't know in detail, and that's Ferrari. Now, a little different company, and there's times where I don't think they think much of their customers either. doesn't seem to matter. People still go and buy their products. Ferrari has a policy where if you buy certain models of their cars, you are not allowed to make a single change to it at all. Wrap, color, wheels, you name it, not allowed. And if they catch you doing it, you won't buy another Ferrari. Period. You're blacklisted, they call it. Now, there's some individuals out there, high-profile individuals like Jay Leno, 
And there's there's a great video, by the way, on Jay Leno talking about Ferrari and why he's never owned one. He won't go through the hassle factor of what I just said, even though he'll tell you Ferraris are an absolutely wonderful car. They're made fabulously. They're iconic and so on. But he won't go through even Jay Leno, a guy like him, multimillionaire, hundred millionaire, by the way, he's made a lot of money. He won't go through that hassle factor because he knows he can go and buy a McLaren and have a much more pleasant buying experience than buying a Ferrari. Buying a Ferrari for a lot of folks is not a pleasant experience. Now, are they trying to change that? I think on the lower end level of cars, yes, they are. But on their high end, one-off type cars, no. You still have to qualify. You still have to prove that you're, you're valued, quote-unquote, enough to own said car. And there's been some high-end Hollywood types, rappers, musicians, and so on, that have done things to Ferraris that they're blacklisted. They're no longer ever allowed to buy another Ferrari in their life. There's certain stipulations even when you go to sell the car, once you own that car. It is a very unique situation with a company that can get by with it. Most couldn't, by the way. They can, obviously, or they wouldn't be in business, but... It's very, very unique situation in most companies. I would tell you that 99% of companies can't do what Ferrari does. Some try. I think even early on, Apple tried to do some of those things. Today's the anniversary of the iPhone. Now, my son and I were talking earlier. I don't think he's going to have time to talk about it when he comes on, so I will really quick. But if you think about, for just a moment, the things your smartphone replaced... I could almost do a complete hour of this and even have everybody call in because most of you listening have a smartphone of some kind, albeit an Apple or an Android, you have some sort of a smartphone. And if you think about the items that you used to carry around routinely, especially on vacation, I can remember going on vacation and you would take everything from a camera to a video camera. I had kids, so you took a camera a video camera, a, in some cases, depending on what I was going to do, you know, uh, work-wise, you might take a, a, a recording device for your voice so you could record different things at different times because it was a kind of a dictaphone kind of a thing. Um, let me think here, Charlie, what else? Oh, yeah, calculator, computer. And folks, I'm just hitting this. I'm just hitting the, the surface, you know, maps, uh, you know, GPS, you used to take, um, uh, you know, used to be a pager long before phones even came along. Now, with text messaging, that's basically a pager, if you would. Uh, I, again, you go down the list. There's pro- oh, thermometer, compass, altimeter, vehicle help. Of course, the Internet's now in your hand. I mean, folks, just go down the list. Think about all the things that once flashlight. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I go down the list. You just can just keep going. And magnifying glass is now built into most of your your cell phones, where you can even take a picture and, and then blow it up and read it. And, I mean, all sorts of things you can now do. Oh, translator, good one, Charlie. Didn't think about that one. Uh, your little pocket thesaurus or your spelling, you know, your, you know, your little thing you used to throw in. Uh, calendar, by the way. Most everybody had a paper calendar back in the day. Or, you know, your Rolodex, by the way, was another big one. You'd carry some sort of an address book around with you. Again, you think about all the different things you used to pack. It's now in one device in your pocket, virtually, virtually, not at all times, but probably pretty darn close to it. 
So you think about all the different things that your phone has replaced, and it's huge. And again, I don't care whether you're an iPhone fan or an Android fan or a Droid fan. I, I think every... Am I correct, Charlie, in saying I should know this being kind of the techie guy that I am? There's only two operating systems, right? Android, which is the Google end of things, and iOS, which is Apple. That's really it, though, right? There's not anyone else? Yeah, others have tried and failed. Those are really the only two that have made it to, you know, that have made it through all of this. So, if you're using an Android, like I said earlier, yes, you can still thank Apple and Steve Jobs. I think really quick, Charlie, uh, you'll, you'll appreciate this. Even Richard and I were talking about this a little bit earlier. Think about how Apple probably saved AT&T. Because AT&T was a cell company that when Apple came to them and made the deal early on with the iPhone, you had to have AT&T service. You had no choice. If you wanted an iPhone, you got AT&T. So if you were with Sprint or Nextel or Verizon or whoever it was back in the day, you didn't have any choice. You had to switch over to AT&T if you wanted an iPhone. That gained subscribers on AT&T big time to the point where what all, Charlie, really quick in my ear, does AT&T now own? DirecTV. There's other stuff. Those, that's a biggie, by the way. They, they, they produce content also. Well, they did own Warner and CNN and some others, and even, and even Huffington Post. So AT&T did very, very well when it was all said and done. So, all right, we'll take a quick break. Richard will join me here just as soon as we come back. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is up next. As we heard earlier from Isaac, anything you need when it comes to HVAC, heating, uh, electrical, you name it, they've got you covered, and they've got a great deal when it comes to financing as well. Just give them a call today, 720-526-0231. Your furnace isn't working, and now you're worried that spending the money to repair or replace it will affect you in the long term. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air offer peace of mind financing options so that you can take care of your family without breaking the bank. Whatever situation you're in, from repairs to installation, they have financing available to ease your stress. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air gives you choices so you can find the financing that meets your unique individual needs. They have plans with low monthly payments and interest as low as 0%. No matter what needs to get done in your home, Absolute has a multitude of payment plans that make it affordable for you and your family. Easily schedule any service today at 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com slash absolute today. And be sure to mention KLZ and get a limited time $59 furnace tune-up. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Hey, one big one we forgot about the iPhone replacing. Charlie just reminded me. TV radio. It's all in one device now. You can carry all that with you. So Solar Energy Partners, I just want to make sure I threw that in there. Alan Davis, uh, he would love to help you with whatever you've got going on that way and whether or not you can save money in the future with solar. Give Alan a call today, 303-378-7537. Every month is the same. You see the balance on your power bill and you feel months worth of compounding anxiety around your cash flow, inflation, and now another electricity rate increase. 
Alan Davis with Solar Energy Partners has a plan to save you money and proactively ease your anxieties in the future, too. The first part of his plan is to help you lower your power bill with solar energy by about 40% over the next 30 years, usually saving you more than $1,000 in the first year alone. By choosing to work with Alan, you're making an investment that saves you money and stress for years to come. The second part of his plan to save you money is to help you get away from the big power companies that keep increasing your rates. The third part is to eventually get you into a place where you pay nothing for your electricity usage. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to learn more about how he can save you money on your power bill. Set up a consolation appointment today, 303-378-7537, 303-378-7537, or visit klzradio.com sun. Not only do you own your own business, but you also manage it, work for it, and run it. It makes sense that you're tired of your business running you. Change that with coaching from small business coach John Rush. When you're in that situation, you can't afford to just stop what you're currently doing. You need outside help. Otherwise, you're just putting another job on yourself. John's years of experience as the owner of a small business himself allows him to help you set realistic and attainable goals that change the way you approach your work. When you commit to working with John, he can help you make your business more profitable in six months or less. Email John Rush right now to get your operation running for you again. Set up a free 30-minute consultation at john at rushtoreason.com. That's john at rushtoreason.com. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash john. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Barb with the United Way of Weld County said, We are very happy with the copiers we currently have, and your customer service is exceptional. Doug is a great technician and is always prompt in coming out whenever we have a problem with one of our copiers. Thanks again for your wonderful partnership and customer service. I'm glad we are working with you. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or need service on equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. We don't yell at you. We inform you. Now, back to Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Richard, what's going on today? That's all right. I was a little late to the party. Had to had to dig a truck out. That's all right. Things happen. Not a problem at all. I fully understand. you got other things to, to take care of otherwise. I was just mentioning, before we do a car review really quick, uh, the, you know, the iPhone, the anniversary of, Charlie and I were rattling off a bunch of things. I mean, literally, Richard, the thing replaces the, the TV, the radio, your bookie even. I mean, you can go down the list, just look at some of your apps that are there, and the amount of things that you used to have to carry around, it's all now inside of your pocket. Yeah, exactly. That's what you and I were talking about earlier, obviously, is that it's just, I, I don't think people fully realized what it would do. I mean, and maybe Steve did, right? Maybe he realized it was going to kill one of his, you know, flagship products, right? The iPod, because mm-hmm. it did, because you don't see any iPods running around or anymore. Not that it's a bad thing, right? You know, it's just, it is what it is. And so, but like you say, I don't even think he envisioned, you know, that it would be streaming, that, you know, that people in rural areas, you know, wouldn't even hardly use TVs anymore. You know, they would use iPhones. And, and obviously what the iPhone led to that, right, which was the iPad, you know, and, you know, I've talked about Android, you know, a lot of these other multi, you know, essentially touchscreen systems. Mm-hmm. Because there was touchscreen phones before that. Not very Apple, good, though. Well, incorrect, right? What Apple has become synonymous for is more of doing what their stuff, uh, let me think of how to say this, um, basically doing what they're doing, what others try to do, but way better. Right. right? Good point. 
Like, like, like that's the Apple, because and, and, and right, Android greenies, they're they're kind of the first to say that is that they don't they don't like to admit this, but Apple, you know, or they sorry, I should say this. They like to come out and say, well, you know, Android, you know, Android comes out with this stuff. Google's had that for years, and so, and yes, they have. But Apple and their claim to fame is just this: they like to do what everyone else has already done, just better, right? Yeah. And I think that's what they did with the iPhone, and, and and they and honestly, people really haven't even replicated it to this point. Yeah, they've they've done their own version, but they still haven't quite done uh, what a they they really haven't quite done what that is yet, right? Right. Right. No, you, 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 what you just said is they, you know, they may, well, in some cases they were actually the innovator because you look at some of Steve's notes on things and so on, and he really was an innovator when it comes to that. But to your point, they took some ideas, I guess you could say, incorporated it into what they have and did it in such a way that no one else was able to do that, again, literally enabled everybody else that's now listening to have the same thing on their own phone. Correct. And that, again, that's the thing I think. And he, you know, if you actually go back and rewatch his keynote and watch what he did as far as, you know, when he described it, you know, he did the phone, the iPod, the internet all on, you know, again, and that's what it originally was. And even then, it wasn't even perfect, right? You know, the internet was slow, you know, unless you were on Wi-Fi, it was terrible, you know, 2G edge network, you couldn't hardly download the thing. But he brought this idea, and that the app store, I mean, he really mainstreamed the idea uh, and gave, really essentially opened an entirely different business, you know, to people, the creators and content creators and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, it, it really is phenomenal when you think about it, and obviously he changed the world, changed the game. He did. All right, give us a car review really quick. I know you've driven some stuff as of late and even through some of the holidays. Uh, give us what you just drove last week. Yeah, so we've got a 2023 Mazda 3. This is a hatchback. This is their... Um, 2023, you said? Yeah, 2023 Mazda 3 okay. hatchback. And this got um, this is one of our more favorite vehicles, Dad. I, I, I'm really I really enjoy what this uh, what what this vehicle means and what it does and how it does it and all of those you know all of those lovely things, right? Like I think it's it's fantastic. It's it's essentially like a sedan, Dad, but it's in sort of an SUV's body. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And 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 that's what they do really well is is, is in Mazda. It's got some nice, really luxury materials throughout it. You know, some nice. Kind of soft touch materials. It's got decent room. You can get this car down anywhere from twenty four thousand dollars to about thirty six thousand dollars. It just depends on what you're looking for. That type of you know, kind of the type of feel that you're really desiring. It's got lots of uh, in premium interior apportionment available. All wheel drive, dad, a turbocharged engine. Depending on what you're looking for, all of those fun things. Uh, and honestly, that it's it's in this segment. It's kind of. One of the, I don't want to say it's the top, but it's definitely a really viable option that I'm not sure people quite look over. And like I said, I guess I'm going to call it, uh, again, it's a sedan, Dad, but it's kind of a little bit larger than a sedan. So really enjoy driving this vehicle. It was it was fun and enjoyable. Um, one of my more favorite things, I encourage folks to head to their head to the local Mazda dealer, test drive it, get themselves in it, get their family in it. Um, and honestly, Dad, it's something that is really it is enjoyable for that, for maybe for an urban area. Um, or you need to kind of get into some tight spaces, but you still need to put the car seats and such in it, Dad, definitely think it's a, var- a very a very good possibility. So like I said, head your local Mazda dealer, let them know that John and Richard Rush from Drive Radio and Rush to Reason sent you. All right, last but not least, Broncos actually won yesterday. They pulled it off. I'm not sure where that energy came from. Maybe it was that brand-new turf, that brand-new grass they were on that was imported from Phoenix or from Arizona, I should say. I have no idea. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either, Dad. It was kind of an interesting predicament yesterday with with the Broncos. They actually looked like a real football team, didn't they? You know, yeah. they they scored points. They actually they actually won the, they actually won the game, which was really nice. And they actually looked like a competent team overall. And so it was it was interesting, Dad. I don't think any of the or I, I should say the head coach Jerry Rosberg, and without getting into too many details, I don't think he's going to be the coach that's going to stay by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it was good to see what this team could be with an appropriate coach. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that this team really could do well, and that's why I think they're going to start looking out for, they're going to, you know, they're interviewing Harbaugh this week, Sean Payton next, Dan Quinn, um, who's the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys right now, um, probably interviewing him. And one of these guys with some head coaching experience, Dad, in that CEO type to kind of come in and really manage the situation. Because you saw yesterday, Russell, they can play well. The defense can play well. It was kind of a complete win yesterday, even though the Chargers kind of stopped playing in the second half. I think it showed the team what they can be as long as you kind of have the right pieces and the right coach. All right, one last thing, and I know we're going to have a ton of time to talk about this, but there's now, I read an article today where uh, parents especially, uh, and I got one minute is all, uh, parents especially are questioning, are their football pads for their youngsters going to be adequate? And, Richard, I just have to shake my head when I hear that. Yeah, and, Dad, with the situation with DeMar Hamlin and the Bills, it is a, well, we think it's a freak thing. You and I have had many conversations about this, whether it's vaccine-related or not. Uh, I hope it is. Or, folks, I would say, parents, if your kid isn't vaccinated, um, I don't even think that's a risk for them. And, and I will say this, Dad. They have made leaps and bounds in technology from not only yep. when you were playing to when I played, True. but even from when True. I played to now. It's just True. phenomenal True. the Good amount point. of the pat and dad. They're doing more with less. I mean, you're getting more protection with smaller pads, so guys can move faster and better yep. than they ever have. Yep. And they're in, 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 in history. I mean, you're seeing this with helmets where they're putting different materials and it almost you know it almost seems like futuristic where you you yeah. hit something really hard and it you know firms up but then it doesn't firm up too hard you know what i mean like right. so no parents and you know yes football is a violent game it always has been it always will be and you and i can talk about this for days about what it means and what everything you know entails mm-hmm. with that and in what football brings to everyone i should say but ultimately yeah i th- i don't think it's a concern you know if my boys want to end up playing football here in the future, I will, and obviously we'll spend the money on you know, the proper pads. But to change pads or do anything different, folks, most shoulder pads these days, Dad, are all about the same, to be honest with you. You got it. All right, I'll let you go, Richard. Thanks again. Appreciate it very much. Bruce Simmons is next. He is our reverse mortgage professor, and you may be entering 2023 thinking, you know, that might be a good fit for me. You know, you don't know to ask. And he can go through all the details and tell you whether or not it is, and it's that simple, 303-467-7821. There is a reverse mortgage that can work for your specific situation, even with rising interest rates. Certified reverse mortgage professional Bruce Simmons will help you understand why a proprietary reverse mortgage could make sense for your unique circumstances. The advantage is that unlike a traditional reverse mortgage, those 55 and older can qualify for a proprietary loan. Using two decades of industry experience, Bruce will go through your options, explaining the benefits of doing proprietary or a traditional reverse mortgage now and what that might look like in your future. With either loan type, you may have the option to pay off your mortgage, contributing to your retirement fund, or both with the additional cash flow that a reverse mortgage can give you. Bruce Simmons will help you understand when and why reverse mortgage is the right choice for you. 
with a free consultation at klzradio.com slash reverse. Schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right, got a couple minutes left. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. And real quick, I just wanted to kind of dovetail into what Richard was talking about a moment ago. And for a lot of you parents that, you know, have youngsters and, you know, there's Pop Warner and Pee Wee football and, you know, some of these kids can start playing at a very, very early age. What I will tell you as a parent that raised all three of my boys played football. Some of them went on to college to even play and did really well. Now, did they have to play Pop Warner to make it and have a scholarship? No, they didn't. Did they have to play even flag football or play and you know tackle football in junior high? Not really. Now, as they did and they developed some skills and form and so on, providing here's another thing I think is really, really key. Providing they have really good, solid coaching along the way that will teach them the right thing so they don't develop bad habits with the wrong coach as they enter high school, yes, they can take some of that that learning experience they've had and apply it to high school, which that's where scouts start looking at things and scholarships and so on. But there's many a professional athlete today, a professional football player, that never played Pop Warner. So what I'm getting at is if you're somebody that you know is just dying to get your five or six-year-old into football, okay, if they want to play, great, but don't force them. Don't force them. If they want to play and they want to go out in the field and have a great time, fine. You go watch a game, it's like herding cats, so there's really not a lot of form to it. As they get a little older, it gets a little better. I love watching young kids play football. I think it's one of the most exciting things you can do, especially when you get up into the high school ranks. But, folks, it's as safe as it's ever been. And what happened a week ago Monday night is no reason to not have your kids play football in today's world, in my opinion. I played it. My kids played it. And as Richard said a moment ago, it is much safer today than it's ever been. I'll leave you with that. We've got another full hour coming your way. Kurt Rogers will join us here at the top of the hour. We'll get an update on what's going on mortgage-wise and the markets and so on. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.